Hi, I'm Cassandra. Welcome to the Luminous Star Channel. Please be advised that this video contains scenes that some viewers may find disturbing. Casey, born and raised in Virginia, but I live in New York with my fiance Kevin right now. New York is pretty much like my home, so going to Virginia for about a week feels a little weird, but I can't shake the feeling that I've left something and someone behind years ago. I feel like there's a reunion that's long overdue. I have a I have a very successful business. I have a very successful career in forensics. My parents never forgave me for this because they always wanted me to become an attorney. But I was just never into that. Forensics is my calling. And now that I think about it, my parents never forgave me for becoming engaged to Kevin. Kevin is a successful real estate investor. He prides himself on owning the Homestead Hotel in Virginia. His great-great-grandfather left him that hotel because he's the eldest of all his grandbabies. When Kevin knew that I was going to Virginia for about a week, he was very nervous. He was concerned because, see, he knows that I was abused in the past. He knows about my parents being narcissistic. He stood up to my father. My father grilled him pretty badly when he first met Kevin. But I'm proud of Kevin because he stood up to my parents. I assured Kevin that I was going to be safe because I have Equalizer with me. Equalizer is our Great Dane. Equalizer, our Great Dane, knows how to take care of his family. He's friendly, but he will take care of his family. I already feel homesick now that I'm taking this trip out to Virginia. 
I've lived in New York for the last 20 years. I haven't been to Virginia in at least 10 years. I haven't seen my parents for about 12 years. So yeah, this is feeling a little bit uneasy, yet I cannot shake the feeling that I have to do this. I know Kevin would come out and join me if I needed him to, but I assured him he didn't need to do that. I was going to be able to handle my parents. I was going to be able to handle this trip. As a matter of fact, I knew I was going to come off better for it once it was all over. I remember when I was a teenager, my parents living in that big house that they still live in to this day in Virginia. I remember it being kind of creepy, but I had some good times because I managed to make some friends from school. I have one brother and one sister, but I'm the eldest of all my siblings. So there were times that I felt like I was so low. I felt like I was lonely, especially with our parents being hard on all of us. But they seemed to make my brother the favorite. And for some reason, whenever something was going wrong in the family, it was my fault. My parents had a lot of narcissistic tendencies that were just over the top. I remember my youngest sister, just being able to be shielded from it all. She seemed oblivious to what was going on. I look at that as a double-edged sword for her. On one hand, she was lucky to not be able to be hit so hard with everything that was going on in our family. But then on the other hand, because she was shielded from it, that left her very vulnerable. Like they say, what you don't know can't hurt you, but sometimes it really can. Some of the things that my sister was shielded from as she began to become older and come into adulthood, it did end up hurting her. She was blindsided by certain things that went on in our family for years. Like they say, what you don't know can't hurt you until you come to know it. scary moments in my parents' house when I was a teenager. There were times that I would walk down the hall and I thought I saw something from the side of my eye. But then when I looked directly in that, but when I looked directly at it, it was gone. was already old when we moved in but it was a house that was passed down from previous generations and my mother didn't want to sell the house so we moved in I think I was about 16 at the time but anyway my younger sister was shielded from it all there were times that I would ask her did she ever remember any creepy things that went on in the house but she could never recall or she was lying either that or she was again denying it all my sister tended to do that from time to time. 
she would deny what was really going on right in front of her. But I think that was a result of her being shielded from so much. However, my brother did remember some creepy moments he had in the house. He told me about that time that he was in the bathroom and the shower just came on by itself. I asked him, well, what did you do? He said, well, I just figured it was a trip or something. It was an old house after all. Well, my brother never scared very easily, so he didn't think much of it. He just wrapped it up. He just chalked it up to it being an old house. The creepiest moment was when I was walking down the hall one night, and I had an image of a woman in a black dress. She was at the other end of the hall. Her mouth was moving like she was telling me something, but I could never hear her voice. This was an apparition that I would have repeatedly, but like my brother, I didn't scare very easily. So I just chalked it up to the house being very old. I remember asking my mother about this woman one time, but my mother just became angry and told me that I was being foolish and told me to get off the sauce. I was drinking too much. She told me if she ever saw me drinking, she would whoop my ass. So I didn't ask her anymore about the old woman that I saw in the hallway. So from that moment on, I decided that my mother was not the person to go to and ask any questions about any apparitions or strange goings on in the house. She was just standing there looking at me, cracking her knuckles, looking at me real hard as if she wanted to do something to me, to harm me, making sure that she wouldn't leave any evidence behind. daughter you would have thought that she didn't carry me in her womb for nine months one might one might even wonder how a female who was giving birth could even act like she can easily eat her own young without batting an eye When she was cracking her knuckles, I remember looking at her thinking she would do that a lot when I was a child. I remember I had nightmares about this on into my 20s behind this shit. But she was looking at me real hard. Yeah, I know he was after you. I know he was after you. Yeah, I know he was after you. But nothing can be done about it now. So you just might well forget about it, girl. I'm too old to be fooling around with you and your feelings. You was just too damn frisky anyway. Wearing your dress too high, flirting around, making him look at you. 
was the moment that I knew why I didn't have a relationship with my mom for over 10 years. Just become this hard, cold, old bag of bones. I remember standing there thinking, just what in God's name did I do in a past life to deserve this shit? I'm standing there wondering, I'm looking at my mom, standing there wondering, what in God's name did I ever do to deserve this? I'm standing knuckles crack like firecrackers it was nerve-wracking she was just looking at me like she wanted to fight fire in her eyes my mom took a deep puff of her cigar and savored the flavor of the smoke head tilted back rolling her tongue around before she just remembered before she noticed that I was standing nearby What the hell you want, child? She looked at me and with a hiss, what the hell you want, child? You way too big for me to wipe your ass in your tears now. I bit down on my bottom lip, shaking my head, looking at her, my chest tightening, not out of fear, but out of restraint. Maybe it was time for me to tell her just how I really felt about how she treated me growing up. Looking at my mom right now, I remember thinking, if the devil ever used my life as a cruel joke, man oh man, the devil did not miss. I snapped out of my thoughts just in time to hear her husband call out to her making his way to the front door to come out on the porch. Evelyn, who that you talking to out there? I swear on everything sacred. If you out there talking to yourself again, I'll... He stopped and looked at me. I looked only to roll my eyes at him. And I looked back at my mom. Her husband said, Oh, what you here for? You come out here to make trouble? We ain't got no money. You come out here to cause trouble or something? I couldn't even look at him. I felt as if we were all standing there. We were all sizing each other up. It was a standoff, like in an old Western movie. But on this day, I might have been outnumbered if it wasn't for equalizer. I backed up, not taking my eyes off my parents. 
I reached back and opened up the door to my car, and I let Equalizer out of the car. Yeah, they say two wrongs don't make a right, but I know that Equalizer sure as hell can make it even if these people want some smoke today. That's a good boy. I petted him, tightened up the leash a little bit to signal him to sit down beside me. I noticed that my parents had an old dog that barely made a move when I got out of the car. I remember looking over at the dog, remembering that he didn't even give any more than a weak-ass wolf when I walked up to my parents. I could tell that my parents' dog was sickly, and it would be any day now that perhaps they had to put it down. Equalizer looked over at the dog and wanted to go over and meet it, but I wanted Equalizer to stay by my side, just in case. Equalizer wanted to go over there and make friends with their dog, but I wanted Equalizer to stay by my side, just in case. This old house holds so many sad and dark memories for me, but there are some good times, though. That was because I managed to make friends in high school. There was a couple of times that I had, you know, some pretty good crushes. The boys were scared of my father, though. But somehow, I don't imagine they would be afraid of him today. I looked at my parents and I told them, I don't want either one of you. I've come out here to get what's mine. And I'll be on my way. My mind went to when I was 11. I remember when my little girl appeared to me. She has so much love with her. My little girl, she has so much love inside of her. Today, I'm here to let her know that her job is done in this house. She doesn't have to stay here anymore. I'm here to see if she will forgive me. I'm here to see if she will reunite with me. Her job here is done. She doesn't have to stay in this old creepy house anymore. But I'm the only one that can tell her this. Otherwise, my little girl would be stuck here forever. This reunion is destined to be. Now I know why I couldn't shake that feeling that there was unfinished business here in Virginia. I'm here today to tell my little girl that she can leave this place and that she and I becoming reunited was destined to be. When my parents were convinced that I wasn't there to cause trouble, I'm pretty certain they thought that they would have me under their thumb or control again even though I'm no longer that little girl that they can just scapegoat. Even though my parents are retired now, they still like to be the socialite in the community. My parents are both doctors, and they have an interior design business that they run on the side. 
My parents didn't bother trying to keep up with the Joneses. They were the Joneses. But as soon as I got into the house, all of those memories started flooding back. I went up to the room that I used to stay in when I was a teenager, and I had mixed feelings about it. I remember that old woman that I used to see in the hallway. I wonder if she was still here. I also wonder if my little girl was here. As I went upstairs towards the room that I used to stay in, there was this dread that came over me. I started thinking about that old woman that I used to see in the hallway. I feared that perhaps that apparition was of my little girl who could turn out to be the old woman if I didn't reunite with her. I know that was a silly fear that I had, so I just brushed it off. And then I entered my old room. As I was walking down the hall, I noticed that the door to the bedroom was ajar. So I entered the bedroom, but as soon as I entered, I felt someone or something evil was welcoming me into my old room. I hesitated to continue towards the bedroom, but I went inside anyway. I had come this far. I couldn't turn back now. This old woman. I pictured her as dressed in black. Her hair was long and dark. I noticed a couple of her front teeth missing, and the wrinkles in her face were visible now. She looked like a witch to me. But again, I feared that perhaps this was an apparition of who my inner child could have turned out to be. This woman gave me the impression that she was ancient and she had been around for a long time, like some sort of vampire or something. I could not place her, but she seemed familiar to me. And I feared the worst. I feared that this was my inner child, perhaps giving up. My inner child giving up on our reunion. I'm here to ask her for forgiveness, hoping that she will reunite with me. As I slowly approached my bedroom, this woman was just standing there with a grin on her face. As I walked around the bedroom, she had a look of evil in her eyes. I was not going to allow her to scare me away that easily. I walked closer and she disappeared. It's funny, but I was standing there admiring the old room that I used to stay in. I knew that my parents were downstairs because I can hear them talking. But it just seemed like the woman just caused a deafening silence to fall upon the house. It's incredible that after all these years, the feeling of calmness and coziness is still there even though I still have moments back in the day when I still felt creeped out from time to time in my room. I used to have nightmares, and I would wake up in the middle of the night, and I felt like I had to get out of my room. I remember going downstairs sometimes, watching the TV until about 4 o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep in my room. I just couldn't sleep whenever she was in the room. 
I do wonder if evil took place in this house before we moved in. This house was old even when I was a teenager, but my mom didn't want to put it up for sale because it was passed down to her from a great aunt. Right now, as I look around in the room, it feels very seductive to me. I felt that someone was standing in my bedroom door looking at my back. The hairs on the back of my neck stood up. My palms began to sweat. I could feel my heart beating faster. I felt total terror and couldn't move. The sounds of my parents downstairs completely disappeared at this point. The sounds, the ambiance, the sounds outside completely disappeared even though the window remained open. Chills were running up and down my spine. I could no longer feel the wind on my face. I started thinking about that old woman that I saw earlier. I thought that maybe she decided to return and try to terrorize me or to harm me. I thought maybe she would try to return to New York with me. Well, she was doing a good job of scaring me. I didn't want to turn around, yet I wanted to turn around so badly. I don't think that I was just imagining this woman being here. Maybe I just needed some rest after my trip. Taking my parents arguing, fussing and fighting, having memories of narcissistic abuse and being around my parents again and their attempts to try to control me all over again was just a lot to take. I was letting my mind race with these thoughts when they were stopped suddenly by a voice. It was an unfamiliar voice with wicked overtones coming from behind me. So Casey, how do you like your room now that you've come back? I couldn't answer because I was so scared. I turned around slowly. I was terrified of who or what I would see. I turned, and there she was, my sister Tanya. So how do you like it, Casey? What's wrong with you, girl? Don't you hear me when I'm coming in? What's wrong with you? You look scared. Did I scare you? Tanya walked over to me with a puzzled look on her face. I was so relieved that it was Tanya. My sister always played practical jokes, but this was over the top. What's wrong with you, Casey? You look like you're seeing a ghost. Uh, what? What did you say, Tanya? I didn't hear you. What's up, Casey? I've been trying to find out when you were coming. I know Mom and Dad mentioned that you were coming. They didn't seem happy about it at first. How did you get in? Oh, they just let me in. I, I didn't even hear you come in the house. Casey, I've been trying to find out what's been going on with you. I mean, you left Virginia all of a sudden, and you ain't been around for 20 years. I don't know how to take this. Never mind. I'll come back later. No, hey, wait. What were you asking about the room? I was asking you if you liked it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's real nice. A little bit of changes in here. It just seems different, but yeah, it's nice. 
Yeah, I noticed that you were standing at the window for a long time. What were you staring at? When I came in and I spoke to you, you didn't even turn around. Yeah, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. But I have to admit that this room does give me the creeps for some reason, even though it's been a long time. My sister walked up to me with a look of concern on her face. You sure you're okay? She took my hand and we sat down on my bed. Don't laugh, but when I looked at you, just for a minute, you look like a witch. What? A witch? So now you tell me how you really feel about me, right? Did this old woman say anything to you? No. I thought that you or the witch come back to frighten me again. Like I told you. Because I, I, I didn't see you at all. I know that this is going to sound really crazy, but when you asked me about my room, it was not your voice that I heard. I, it sounded like the old woman's. Tanya thought for a moment, looking down at her hands. I thought about how I could not hear the rest of my family in the house at this time. It was awfully quiet, creepy even. Without looking up at the time, I felt Tanya's grip tighten on my hands. Her hair suddenly turned from light brown to black, instantly growing longer right before my eyes. Tanya disappeared. My sister disappeared, and sitting before me was the old woman that I saw earlier. To my horror, this old witch explained, you've been dead for a long time. You've been haunting this house, but never returning to the room where you were brutally murdered a century ago. So, Casey, how do you like your room? I jerked up from the bed. Oh my God, that was a nightmare. One of the worst nightmares I've ever had. I can hear my parents downstairs again. I can feel the wind on my face, on my body. I get up from the bed and I go downstairs. Equalizer was down there. I pet him, wagging his tail. He greeted me. I was so glad to see him. Even though my parents started to grill me about why I was engaged to Kevin, why I chose to go into forensics, what's so great about New York anyway, yeah, I still felt like this was a welcome <laughs> versus what was going on in the room that I used to stay in. It was at that moment that I decided that I had come to get what I was looking for. And I wasn't going to leave without it. I wasn't going to leave without her. Before I got to my parents' house, I took the liberty of making reservations at a nearby hotel. So, of course, I wouldn't be staying in the house. There was just too much drama and bickering and carrying on going on in the house. My parents, they never let me live down to some of the choices that I made. So, the environment wasn't very welcoming. And besides... I wasn't looking forward to staying in that room. 
especially after having that nightmare earlier today. So I finished eating dinner and I told my parents that I would be at the nearby hotel and that perhaps I would be back the next day. When Equalizer and I got into my car and I looked up at the bedroom that I used to stay in as a teenager, that's when I saw her. I saw my inner little girl looking out at me. I couldn't take off without her. I got out of my car, rang my parents' doorbell, and I went back upstairs. I went into the room. I closed the door, and I talked to my inner little girl. I asked her for forgiveness. I started crying. Equalizer was outside. As I was sobbing, my inner little girl was comforting me. I could tell she had done some crying of her own. But she was so full of love. She forgave me. I told her the love that she shared in this house even though it was not reciprocated, I was now going to give her back that love. We have to reunite. I assured her that she would be coming back. I assured her that if she come back to New York with me, she would never be unhappy again. She wasn't bound to this house anymore. So after crying until I couldn't cry anymore, my inner little girl and I integrated. We finally had that reunion. We finally had the reunion. I felt so much better. I felt like years. I felt this whole world lift up off my shoulders. It was at that moment that I felt the world had been removed from off of my shoulders. My inner girl, my inner little girl and I had been reunited. This was something to celebrate. I knew I would never see my parents again. When I walked out of that bedroom and I walked downstairs and I left their house, I left it all behind. But as I walked towards my car, as I walked away from my parents' house, I can hear the feet of my inner little girl run up beside me and I felt her take my hand. We had been reunited and it was a great night. It was a beautiful, beautiful life. When I felt her hand in mine, I knew regardless of the challenges I would face for the rest of my life, it was going to be a great life. It was a brand new day. The reunion had finally taken place.